Hello, everybody. This is David with the Paper Street Music Company. Also a representative for the Paper Street Post. This particular podcast was recorded right about a year ago. And unfortunately, we just were not able to get this to you sooner. There were some unforeseen circumstances that really needed our attention. Um, so keep in mind when you're listening to this, everything is at least a year ago. We talk about some shows. Unfortunately, you might have missed them. I assure you there will be more in the future. At this point, it's looking like you're going to be hearing from me at least one more time. So I'm trying to make this as, well, relatively entertaining as possible. In this podcast, there might be a couple things you want to pay attention to. For example, we talk about a show where there's some horn players. Maybe that's some foreshadowing for a horn player in the band. Greg also haphazardly mentions that maybe I taught Tim a new chord. I can assure you... That's not exactly true, but he did steal the riff. Just to kind of keep you up to date on what we're doing these days, we've been hidden away in a studio far, far, far away. You're going to be hearing some new music from us pretty soon, um, in addition to our new horn player friend that you're going to hear from and you're going to hear a lot of in the future, as he seems to be the most popular member in the band these days. We also have a new bass player, but at this point, I think you're going to be hearing from them in the next couple podcasts, so make sure you tune in, and in this podcast, we're talking to Greg Smith about going around. He makes some pretty stirring accusations. In the meantime, I'm going to turn you over to Bobby. Until next time. Lord, it's been a while We've been in this place I have seen the smile Slipping off your face Help me to understand Just where it is I go wrong Take me by the hand, lead me to where I belong. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Paper Street Post. My name is Bob, I'm the drummer from Paper Street Music Company, uh, doing our monthly podcast where we bring you into Paper Street Music Company headquarters, uh, let you get to know us a little bit more, a little bit more intimately. Uh, this month, my guest is our keyboard player, my good friend, Greg. Greg, what's up, man? Living the dream. Bobby, how are you doing today? Pretty good. Pretty good. It was, uh, I'm enjoying the, the cool weather. Yeah, it's, it is, I don't, is, there, I don't the think there's a cloud. In, no, I find a cloud. It's still gorgeous, though. It's super bright. Um, nice change of pace. Yeah, and I got some good water here, too. Uh, our water is sponsored by... Tim's tap, <laughs> Timmy's Timmy's tap. <laughs> Not that that 
gives any key to where we're located. <laughs> but Greg, um, that song that 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 uh, we introed with, that's going around. That again is uh, one of the seven songs that we recorded on our EP almost a year ago to yeah. date, which that's is kind of crazy that it was that long ago. But um, that song's pretty different from what we recorded and where we're headed musically i'd say um what what do you like about it and what 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 um what does that bring to the to the table for us that's interesting i i would actually say it's sort of what we're leaving uh, that was the first song that tim and i wrote together when i moved down here to nashville from uh, northeast ohio where where we all mm-hmm. hail from the the greater uh, northern, eastern, northeastern Ohio area. So I, I have a, a pretty strong attachment to the song, uh, but Tim and I have been playing it for uh, three and a half years now. So yeah. pretty everyone who knows us, either of us, has heard us play it probably more times than than they can count. So that is that it was a really foundational song for us because it was uh, Tim and I had spent a year and a half apart learning and writing separately and and then when we get together that's the first song that we write so we tried a lot of new things that we hadn't um, that we'd sort of been preparing ourselves for and um, (laughs) let me just try to work my way back in Yeah, and it all kind of came to fruition in going around, and it was it was the first song I think that we had ever written a little instrumental section in that that we knew right when we wrote it, and it's it's got that little uh, it starts with the piano and it goes back and forth between the guitar every every two bars, and um, we knew as soon as we wrote it that there wouldn't be any words there. I think it's one of the first choruses yeah. that we wrote too that it didn't have a full chorus. It was just this one idea and uh we talked the last time that you had me on the post about my writing style and i've i've got a lot of little idiosyncrasies when i write things that i i don't like to listen to in songs and and a lot of times i don't like that repetitive hook of a chorus when there's mm-hmm. i just kind of think oh you only wrote one line you couldn't write any more but it just worked really really well that that chorus idea why you got me going round you know and that idea of going around in circles, it made sense to repeat that idea to, you know, add that element of text painting and have the chorus go round and round and round and round. Yeah. Um, and having it in, I don't even know why we put it in seven, but it just felt so cool and it kind of pulled you in. But that was three and a half years ago and that was that that was sort of a chapter change for Tim and for me and how we write. But where we are now, I think we've evolved so much. And that's not that I think any less of the song. I think I'm I'm really proud of that song and what it is and what it served. But we're we when we started writing with Dave Moore, when we brought you into the band, we just matured so much. And I think that while we started, a lot of those songs had this element of simplicity to them and we mm-hmm. allowed the words to kind of do a lot of the work, which is something that I, I try to do a lot now we're able to kind of accomplish more technically impressive and challenging things when we write a song and especially now the things that we're writing 
more recently, we're focusing on the music. And yeah. we'll get to the words later if there's words in this section, but we're really allowing ourselves to shine as instrumental musicians. And I love that. And it's not a huge change in terms of the style of the song, but looking at where we were with a song like Going Around versus some of the things that we are, are writing, even just today, that's the biggest change for me, I think, is, is we're leaving... Um, we're not making things complicated just for the sake of making them complicated. Sure. We try difficult things and, and we've been pushing ourselves in it. And I, I am over the moon excited about, about where we're going in the direction yeah. that that's heading. Yeah, for sure. Um, so you, you said that that going around is more lyrically driven. Is that, is that where you're getting at? That you wrote, you wrote out the words first and you put music to it. Is that, yeah, is that, that what I'm that's, that's pretty much, how it happened. It's, it, um, as I recall, Tim and Dave sat down probably in 2012 and Dave showed Tim just another inversion of a G chord. Uh, he's just putting his fingers in, in, on different frets, uh, than mm -hmm. I suppose the traditional G chord that you're taught when you learn, uh, like Wonderwall or whatever your first song that you learned on guitar is. And he came up with this cool groove and that is the groove of going around. Okay. Well, nothing came of that. And so Tim had been jamming on it, and Dave had been jamming on it. So when I moved down and, and Tim had this little riff, which was not Tim's riff, technically it was Dave's, we wrote to just that. And it's really simple. And we just let the words flow and follow that. We didn't have musical sections just yet. We wrote the words to, to a chord. After the words were down, we added the instrumental middle part. We added, a, 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 um, we changed the the chords in the chorus section, and and it still wasn't that complicated. But yeah, that that is, I think, the easiest way to sort of summarize the the old style of writing yeah. versus where we are now. How did the outro get written? Because that's the only part that I don't play in, but it might be my favorite part of the song. Is what all four of you guys do sure to get out honestly i think it was i i maybe accident isn't the exactly isn't the perfect word to use but i think even when we jam on the songs that we have now that are finished and written sometimes at the end of the song we'll just kind of keep it going yeah and if i remember correctly that's exactly what it was we hit that last chord and tim just kept strumming and dave i think at that point in time was was on bass um, and I was holding a G in the organ part that I had, and I just kind of danced around, and it turned into, I, I doubt that I had that part written the very first time it happened, but yeah. it, I found a melody in there, and I, I guess that's sort of the foreshadowing of this entire idea, is that I found this musical idea that could go past what the words had been communicating, and the song wasn't really over yet, and we didn't find that out until we had played it a few times, and a few times... And that, that just happened. But it wasn't yeah. something that we talked about or had thought out. We just did it. Nobody even asked about it. We, we just kept doing it and doing it. And then before we realized it, oh, well, the song doesn't happen until that last melody finishes. Yeah. And then when we moved, once we actually became Paper Street Music Company, Dave uh, follows me and harmonizes with me on, on his lead part on guitar. 
and yeah, it's a beautiful, it's just a beautiful song. And yeah. I think we're writing beautiful music too. Now uh, we're just, we're doing it in a more mature way. It's not one line at a time. We all have individual ideas that are happening. And I've heard you talk about here on this podcast a lot, the songs that you really attach to are ones where we all have our own, we have a part that happens right. and it happens in tandem with another artist in the group and we build off of each other and we leave space for each other. Yeah. Uh, didn't somebody say that uh, they heard that song and, and called us an acid rock band? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can't say that I know where they were. Uh, maybe they were on acid and that was just the only connection. I can't relate, but I, yeah, they did. They did say that. Do you agree with that? I do not. No. <laughs> I don't. I couldn't pick a song that we've ever played and, and say that it sounds like acid rock. But I don't know that I know what acid rock sounds like. So yeah. I'm probably not the, the the leading authority on that. Nor am I. And I don't, I, I don't know how you could hear a whole set of us and think <laughs> that. I mean, I guess if you like walked into the bar, heard five seconds of going around then walked out you're like mm-hmm. that's an acid rock band maybe yeah. I, I don't know I suppose <laughs> there's there's there are moments that are kind of psychedelic in the set and probably more so back then you know a year plus yeah ago than now yeah I, I don't I don't see it whatever it's I don't even know who said that it was a random guy I think. <laughs> it was anyway so we have been um laying low a little bit since the holidays um you know going through a couple changes uh regrouping for for this year but we do have a couple gigs set for march um march 10th at cafe coco uh that's a friday i believe it is and then march 31st that might be a private event though uh but we do we are playing that uh, gig up in Hendersonville mm-hmm. uh, as a fundraiser for one of the schools in the area. Yeah, so uh, definitely exciting to, to be back out uh, and playing a little bit. Uh, two really different gigs though. So um, tell us about March 10th and what to expect from there. Yeah, well, like you said, Bobby, we're we're doing more different things this yeah. year, and I think that that is sort of a result as well as a catalyst for how we've been writing differently. On March 10th, we're doing an acoustic show, which we've done before. But the the cool thing, what I love about playing those acoustic shows is that the songs really get to shine. And when we put a full electric set on stage, we like to showcase our abilities and we like to showcase the um, where the highs and the lows of a song. And we like to push the energy and we like to... We like to showcase the members a lot. And when we play the acoustic shows, the emphasis really is, is on just the song. Yeah. The song sort of sells itself. And you can lean into the harmonies a little bit more, and you can hear the words. And it's not as groovy, but it's it's a nice exercise to go back to the roots of each of those songs because that's how they were written. Yeah. We very, very rarely write a song plugged in the entire time. So when we are when we have an opportunity to unplug and to have two acoustic guitars and a piano on stage and the voices, it's a nice reminder for us for where the song started and to keep that authenticity um, and that original spirit strong and alive. And then to leave those and go back to writing and and going back to rehearsing because that translates back to the electric set and it, it 
keeps us grounded. Yeah. Whereas the so the the show at the end of the month, the thirty first, is something totally different than we have never done <laughs> before. Tim spent the past two weeks arranging horn parts for yeah. every one of our original songs, and and he has done a lot of work with charity bands up in in Sumner County, and is a trumpet player himself. So yeah. he's 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 a strong horn arranger. I I don't know if that's the the word. It's a title, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> I just made it up. And he's been so he's been arranging horn parts for all of our original songs, and he has arranged horn parts for a lot of the newer covers that we're going to be introducing. And I am so excited for that yeah. because we've never we have never played with horns on stage with us yeah. before, and I think that a lot of our songs will lend themselves so nicely to having that sound behind it. Yeah, it'll be cool. I mean, talk about pushing our sound in two different directions in in, in one short month span so I, i'm definitely excited for obviously i'm more excited for the 31st gig because i'll be playing that one i'm not <laughs> I, the reason we're going acoustic on attendance i'll be i will not be in attendance for that show um but he's got uh he's got personal time to take so we're, yeah we're not upset <laughs> yeah i'm maxing out my pto this, <laughs> this quick in in 2017 um you know it's funny like uh the acoustic shows have kind of come out of uh me not being able to make some gigs necessity that, yeah. sort of and, and it's a good good tool to have it in the belt and has opened up some 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 unique opportunities for us for sure um but so i you know leading into those gigs i will you know take a break from rehearsal i won't show up or i'll leave early and you guys will then you know hash out those parts and, and bust out the acoustic instruments and and, and really dive into those songs it's interesting coming back like after a show and that an acoustic show and hearing uh what has changed and it everything is just sharper and tighter so uh it, it, i'm excited for you guys and i think you know I, i've heard most of the songs uh that arranged for, for the acoustic sets I, i've heard you guys play them and i think you guys will do a great job um what do you think uh are, are what should they expect if they do to a cafe coco a couple new songs or what, are are we arranging anything uh special for that gig or we have a handful of new songs that we have recently demoed and i don't know if any of them are going to be brand new to the stage but maybe maybe the second time um that that will that will play it publicly i suppose Probably as an in a in acoustic format a few of them might be new, and that is something that I'm really looking forward to yeah. pulling back, like you said, because it, it sharpens everything. We like to add harmonies. We like to lean into that that acoustic style and that vulnerable, that exposed is a better word, that exposed sound that we just naturally have when we're playing an acoustic show. And a lot of the times when we write a harmony to re we rearrange the song to make it appropriate for just two guitars and a piano than we do with two guitars, a bass and a piano and drums. And that rearranging with the new harmonies, then we bring that back and that uh, lifts, lifts makes um, it, it kind of makes it a new song. It makes it fresh yeah. again. But yeah, I think at Cafe Coco, we will definitely have two freshly rearranged newer tunes. Cool. Yeah. That'll that'll be sweet. I, I'm excited to hear 
to hear those ver- I, I don't think I've heard some of our newest stuff yeah. done acoustically so that'll be yeah. definitely be cool um the 31st though uh with playing w- with the horns you know doing this benefit we are gonna uh try and, and bust out some new covers uh covers that the horn players know or that people might be more prone to dance to that you know sometimes our songs aren't as danceable as we would like um let's talk about our covers though for, for a little bit because we do have uh i don't know a good five or six diverse i think list it is the, of covers to play is. from it's, yeah it is pretty diverse we every time we sit to, down to talk about all right what's the next thing the band is going to do because we have those conversations once or twice a week uh i wouldn't say that we i don't think that we spend too much time but we're very intentional about every decision that we make yeah and covers is just another decision that we have to make so when we sit down hey let's learn a new song we have to decide, all right, are we going to try to find a, a song that fits our style already so that we can help people define us, I suppose? Sometimes it's I, yeah. I've heard, not that it's necessarily difficult to define us, but there's not a, just a nice word that catches everything that we do. Sure. And finding a cover that fits our style really well, I think, helps people hear us in a context. Like, yeah, oh, they are, they're playing... Um, you know, Tumbling Dice by the Rolling Stones. And I think that that's a cover that we do that accentuates that sound that we have. And, yeah. Um, oh, yeah, this is per- this is perfect for them. It sits right in their, in their voice in terms of the register. The instrumentation and the arranging, to go back to arranging, fits really well. So there's that kind of style. Hey, we, we could do this song really, really well. And we've got a handful of those, probably more of those, than, than not, but the other side of it, which I find a little bit more interesting, is taking just a good song and redoing it, actually yeah. covering it, and re, you know, looking at it for, through a new lens and a new context. What song do you think we do that for? Kids by MGMT, okay. I think yeah. is the perfect example it's of that. One. Yeah. <laughs> it's, you know, what, when you listen to the actual track, and, uh, and I've told people, yeah, we cover Kids by MGMT, and they always cock their head and go, uh... Really? You do that? That's crazy. But I think it fits so well. And it's not yeah. because the style is at all close to what we do, but we look at what is happening, you know, on the synthesizers and on the bass and um, the uh, the rhythm of everything that's happening, and we assign it a part within the band. And Dave's tone on the lead part is awesome. It's yeah. so good. And uh, grooving on the... Um, it's you know, a Dave my, song, yeah. It absolutely is. And then the synth kind of sits behind... And um, I'm holding down a lot of the lower end, and Tim is chugging along with his rhythm behind that, and it's a totally different song. And I yeah. think I like doing that because it doesn't just show our ability to play a tune that fits our style, but I, I like that it accentuates our skill as musicians, that we can look at a song that's totally different and make it our own while still keeping the song as awesome as it originally was. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I, I, I really like what we do with kids. I like the harmonies that yeah. we add. That That's something that's not in the original song. Yeah. And then there's just a lot of musicianship that, not to say that MGMT aren't good musicians or anything, but uh, going from an electronic song to our style, there's a lot of, it allows for moments to happen that couldn't happen in the original yeah. arrangement, and I think that's something that we're good at. What would you say is one of the one of the more effective covers that we do? Well, I think um, 
you know, the first one I learned with you guys, I, I think it's like a staple to to a, a rite of passage to play in the band is Don't Do It, um, which we cover the band's version of Don't Do It, which is in a, of itself a cover of Baby Don't You Do It by Marvin Gaye. Um, but we do the, the, the band version of that. So we're a cover of a cover. Yeah. Um, by but, a band called The Band. Yeah. So I, I'm sure you guys are all really confused right now, but if you've seen a set, a, a set that that uh, that that we've played, I'm I'm certain that we we've played it for you. Um, I don't know. It's just it's groovy, and it just it it highlights. There, there's two large solo breaks for for mm-hmm. uh, you do a solo, and then Tim plays a solo, mm-hmm. um, and then you know me and the bass just sit there and groove the whole time. I, yeah. I think it's like, hey, you get get to know the band. <laughs> it is. That's true. It, it is a really good sort of, hey, nice, to, uh, nice to meet you. This is this is us. Yeah, yeah. I I think that's probably my favorite one that that we do. So you said, um, kids is the most maybe the most interesting cover that we do. Is there one that you enjoy playing the most? Uh, that that you get the most out of. Yeah, I would say when we do, when we play the Lone Bellows, Take My Love, mm-hmm. that's always a highlight of the set for me. And I think that we realize that because it's almost always found its way into a very strategic point in our sets. Yeah. And that's another thing that I like, that we sit down and talk. We structure our sets very intentionally. We try to capture, all right, if we have these three in a row, we've got energy going, coming out of all of them. So let's take that moment to kind of step back. And somehow, Take My Love is right always at what I would consider to be the climax of, of the set. It starts strong. You roll for two, is it two beats? Two beats, And yeah. then we're in as, almost as big as we get the entire set. Yeah. And we dial it back for that first verse that I sing. Um, Dave sings the second verse. Tim sings the third verse. So any song that we can kind of showcase all of our singing abilities is going to be uh, an automatic... F- um, yeah, an automatic win in my yeah. book, but it's just a, that's another, just, it's a good song. And I think that we nail it. I think that we do it really, really well. Yeah. I, I do enjoy that. It's a different sound. Um, you know, I, on one hand it does fit in with us, but it's also not, we can't, we don't have an original song that could replace it. Yes. You know? You're absolutely right. A lot of our, a lot of our sound has, has a driving feel to mm-hmm. it. And I think that you add a lot of that. I think that you and Tim working in tandem, um, captured that really well, and th- take my love is kind of spacey. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. There's a lot of room. Yeah. There, and that's not something that we've. Yeah, that's not something that that any of our original songs have done just yet. But playing a cover like that, playing a cover like Kids, and playing a cover like Take My Love, they teach us things, and I think that that's why we choose songs that are a little bit out of the ordinary. Not that Take My Love is as dramatic of a um. Uh, a multi-genre yeah. cover as yeah. kids is, but yeah, we we learn things as musicians when we cover a song that does something that we have not yet accomplished as songwriters. Yeah, I like I like "Take My Love," "Don't Do It," uh, "Trash Can" by Delta Spirit, Spirit not the Delta <laughs> Saints. <laughs> I always mix, mess that up. I'm guilty um, of that a lot. Yeah. But you guys all take turns singing a verse mm-hmm. in, in that. I, I guess you don't sing and don't do I, it. But. I don't in uh, not in Delta, not in Delta Spirit song. 
That ah. is Tim and Dave. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, you and I are, we, we've got our work cut out for us on, on that song. Oh, I don't yeah, know about yeah, you. you. And <laughs> but by the end of... By the end of Trash Can, I feel like my arms are going to fall into a trash can yeah. because they're so tired. But it's uh, that's a good lick on the piano. And you holding it down, a, a, a comparable rhythm, if not if not even more difficult on drums, that's, that's a beast. Yeah. I, if I don't... Uh if I start it too tensely, uh-huh. I'm, I'm dead. Like, there's no way I'm getting through a song without making a mistake. I have yeah. to consciously think about loosening up so I don't overexert myself. Yeah. Like, well, that's into, the like, I do have that here, advantage but. because every two times through or every every verse gives me a break, and I can just let the my chord resonate while the singing happens. But um, yeah, you definitely have. Uh, you've got the toughest yeah. job on that one. <laughs> Maybe but you do. You do it well. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe not the toughest, but um, well, yeah, we're we're certainly. I mean, those are just some of the the covers, and we just had a a big discussion this afternoon about uh, what new covers we're going to play on the thirty first. So um, maybe some of those will get added into our regular repertoire, and uh, we'll we'll see how we grow and develop from, from learning those covers. But we're also writing a lot right now. I think we had a good session today. Uh, kind of pulled a song. A half written song that we had demoed demoed on like a cell phone recording like a month and a half ago and I think uh, it's almost almost have a full structure now um, we, we, we hashed out a, a song last week that I think is almost there I mean we're definitely in in a writing groove I'd, mm. I'd say um, what what do people have to look forward to from these new songs if we look at the ones that we're working on right now. And and we just finished, was that a month ago, that we spent a day demoing a lot of the songs that we hadn't recorded anywhere yet. Yeah, about five songs. Yeah, we have about five songs that are, some of them are new and some of them are not as new, but we just haven't recorded anywhere. We've got those, and then the ones that are being created right now. And I think this goes back to our conversation regarding going around is that the, the things that we're working on are so musically intensive. Okay. Yeah. They we're trying new things and we try new things all the time. And sometimes it's just goofy stuff. We'll be jamming and yeah. Bobby will try, you'll try like a crazy fill and maybe you don't get it, but we're jamming yeah. and you go through it a second time and it's tighter and then you nail it. And now it's there, you know, that's, that's a new yeah. part of that song. So we're constantly, we are constantly. Fr- I like the our rehearsal. Um, I like our our attitude at rehearsal because we don't, and I I think that that carries through into our live sets that we don't just run the song beginning to end the same way every single time. Yeah, there's um, we let the songs breathe and live, and it's a little bit different, and and that's the same in the way that we rehearse. We try new things, and now we're we're starting to have that character when we write and we're trying new things when we write as opposed to adding them in after the song is structured and and ready to go yeah so we're trying out crazy chord progressions and trying out um trying to infuse some different styles into the sound that we have already crafted and i think that there's going to be a lot of i i hear from people that each song sounds totally different from every other song that we do. Yeah. And I take that as a compliment. I don't know that it, it is supposed to be, but I, I th- we do that on purpose. And 
I think it's just more. We're gonna have more of the same. We're yeah. gonna we have more new sounding, different sounding tunes yeah. coming through. I'm trying to think how these two new ones that aren't finished yet. How we can reconcile how you can how one would reconcile the two of those together together that they're happening simultaneously yeah <laughs> yeah it's it is pretty crazy um, one of them probably fits closer with a lot that we have been writing in the past six months yeah it's a little bit more americana um but yeah that the the second tune which of course our listeners have no idea what we're talking about yeah, very um, vaguely speaking <laughs> right now <laughs> uh it's exciting it is very exciting and yeah. especially because we took some time in december and a little bit of time in january to um sort of tap the brakes and look at okay where you talked with tim last month these are all the things that we accomplished in 2016 and the list is huge and we want to knock that out of the park again in 2017 but we need to set goals and we have set goals and you and you talked about a lot of those so our a lot of our a lot of our goals sort of orient around going in with a plan and so when we took the time off last month we made awesome demos of each of those songs yeah. so that we have when we take them into the studio later this year we know without they have a, a definitive direction and now we have more songs on file on our end to say all right this is sort of how we've evolved musically so far how are we going to continue to grow in 2017 and how are, we, how are we going to write songs that push that envelope even more yeah and when we're going to you know when we're just getting back into the gig season and we're going to start scheduling more and more shows We've got horns at our yes. at our third show of the year, yeah. and hopefully that's something that we can do relative, relatively frequently. Um, and now we're writing songs that are totally different. So I, I think that the change that's happening is I, it's so exciting, and yeah. it's it is hard to to explain it beforehand. And I th but I think that's the case with all of our songs. I think if we had been talking about Rust Belt Lines before anyone had heard it. You know, we would be saying the same things. Oh, yeah, it's it's uh, it's different. It's got its own character, and that yeah. is our our number one strength, in my opinion, is that our songs are we almost as a band are less important than the songs. I think that we have a center. I think that we've got a centered sound, but the songs are 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 the important thing, and the sure. songs have a strong character. And th these two new ones that we're working on have very strong, independent personalities and yeah. i am stoked to flesh them out and get them on stage yeah me too definitely with the new ones though because i i've been talking about how the music is different what's it like from your perspective i i look over at you sometimes and you're just kind of sitting in your throne but i know i know you enough by now that um i know when you're engaged uh from a listening perspective versus engaged with like the participation in the the creating process. So what's it been like for you to, to, to watch that sound formation and then kind of jump in with us? Yeah, it's been cool. I mean, uh, you know, th this isn't like the first couple of songs that I've helped flesh out with you guys. I mean, yes, you, you had a full repertoire when I came in, but um, I I've had a lot of fun this year writing this stuff and um you know you guys had a huge conversation about chord structure today that i could not follow so <laughs> I, I definitely tuned out for that part but um 
yeah, it's been it's been interesting, and I think for these two, uh, particularly one of them, I think you know I've been a little bit more vocal than I have been in some of the other songs. Um, I don't know why it might just be a comfort thing, or I mean, I, I really like it. That, that might also be a reason mm-hmm. I have strong opinions about it. So I, I think it's been fun and really. Uh, interesting uh to kind of push my voice out there a, mm. a little bit more but um yeah i'm i'm really excited about them too like i i think that they are going to fit really nicely and also uh you know people are gonna cock their heads a little bit and yeah. say wow i didn't think that would be a, the next yeah. song that they would write but yeah and i love that yeah. The, what I've noticed, because I, I like to kind of step back and look at what we've done versus what we're doing and where we think we'll be, I've noticed that in the past year or so, a lot of the tunes have these motifs that kind of show up in, in different ways in different yeah. songs. And we've been focusing a lot on geography. We, we've got uh, South to North. Yeah. Uh, we've got a song called Out West. We've got... Um, the Rust Belt Lines is uh, has like some geographic um, roots to it and imagery in it. And now one of the tunes that we're working on has this idea in a very similar manner that going around, you know, why you got me going round, 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 round. Yeah. It's it's got one line that repeats and it's flying further from home. Yeah. Flying further from home and um, that that physical distance. It's it's cool to see ideas like that undergo change yeah from tune to tune and i'm really excited to see where this particular one lands yeah i didn't i've never i haven't thought about that um that that will be interesting i wonder if that's just because we are all living in a place where we didn't grow up yeah and and i think with that change the physical change in moving from ohio as all four of us have to nashville um and maybe some pit stops in between there's emotional change that happens too yeah. and you can kind of associate this identity of yourself with up in Ohio or you know this chapter that changed in your life with this trip that occurred and yeah. now that we've landed here in Nashville we are who we are right now and if there's another change where is that going to be and what do we associate that with we can kind of compartmentalize all of the yeah. people that we have been um, and try to reconcile that with who we are and where we are yeah that's really cool. I didn't think about any of that. <laughs> well, great, man. Uh, always fun having you on the podcast. Always. Talking about music and, and songs and, and where we're going. Um, you know, you're not a numbers guy, but you're, you're an ideas man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm most certainly not a numbers guy. Um, you are right. Well, we'll do a little outro uh, with some more going around. I hope you guys enjoy it. Um, we will be back next month with another episode of the Paper Street Post. Feel free to subscribe to us on iTunes. You can do that through our website, or you can just search Paper Street Post uh, through iTunes. Uh, and that way, this podcast will be delivered straight to your phone on a monthly basis or whenever we get around to publishing the next one. Uh, feel free to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, check out our website, papersweetmusiccompany.com. We've got a blog running up there as well. Um, gigs on March 10th at Cafe Coco and then we'll get the word out on March 31st if you can bring friends for for that one. Uh, Until next time though, uh, I hope you all have a great
great day and a great life. (laughs) (laughs) And I'll, I'll see you soon. Peace out. Just longing to hold